Hello everyone and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for October 28th, 2019. I'm Katni and I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. CircuitPython is a version of Python that runs on microcontrollers, which are tiny computers. Um, it uh, opens up the opportunity to be able to use Python with all sorts of hardware and it's great for beginners, it's great for learning and so we um, we put a lot of effort into making that be the case so you can introduce people to both programming and electronics uh, at the same time um, and it can be a lot of fun. This meeting is held every Monday at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. If it's ever on different days, we'll let you know. Uh, this meeting is recorded. So we record the audio and we record the Discord text chat. Um, if you are not, if you're listening to this later and you're not on Discord, please join us at adafru.it slash Discord. We're also there all week. So if you have any questions, want to chat, um, come check it out. Uh, and if ever there are changes, we will let you know in the CircuitPython channel, um, often during US holidays. We switch what day of the week the meeting is on, but for the most part, it's on Mondays. Uh, CircuitPython development is sponsored by Adafruit, so please, please, please support them by purchasing hardware at adafruit.com. Um, this video of the, of the meeting will be posted to YouTube and uh, the audio is posted to podcast services. So if you are into podcasts rather than video, uh, it is available there. And if you find that it's not on your favorite podcast service, please let us know uh, so we can get that fixed up. This meeting is held in five parts. The first part is community news, where we talk about uh, just Python on hardware um, in the community and what's going on with that. The second part is state of CircuitPython and the libraries, which is a statistical overview of the entire project. Um, it gives us just sort of a numbers view, so outside of what's actually going on um, to give uh, a feel of the health of the project. We talk about the project overall, and then we talk separately about the core and the libraries. The third section is hug reports. Hug reports is a chance to call people out for being awesome. Um, it is uh, a round robin um, setup where I will start and we go down the list alphabetically. If you are lurking, please let us know. Um, we welcome lurkers. And if you are text only, um, you can post to the notes document or to the text chat and uh, we will read it off as we get to you. Um, so if you don't have a microphone or you just don't want your voice recorded, um, that's totally fine. You can still participate. And then the fourth section is status updates, uh, which is a sort of a sync up on what everyone's been up to for the last week since the last meeting and what everyone will be up to uh, for the next week until the next meeting. Um, take a couple of minutes, talk about what you've been doing. We uh, get all kinds of updates, including uh, remodeling, uh, house remodeling, that sort of thing. Um, we love to know what you're up to uh, as a member of our community, so it doesn't have to be CircuitPython related if you just want to share something that you are working on. And the last section we lovingly call In the Weeds, which is a space for more long-form discussions. So if there's something that doesn't really fit into status updates, you can discuss it in the weeds or if you have questions um, or something that just doesn't make sense um, for any other section, uh, in the weeds is the place for it. If you have an in the weeds topic, please post it to the um, to CircuitPython text channel or post it in the notes so that we are not uh, waiting at that point for people to come up with stuff. And sometimes we don't end up with any in the weeds topics and that's totally fine. So with that, I will get to where I need to be in the notes and I will hand it over to Phil for community news. All right, thank you, Katni. You're welcome. Okay, first up, we got some new boards that support CircuitPython. So CircuitPython takes its way to Sony Spresence. I think the pronunciation is Spresence, like presence. We'll find out. Uh, but it's a 
Sony board that started out with Arduino and a pretty intense SDK and toolchain to get it going. But now it supports CircuitPython. So check that out. But that's not all with boards. Over the weekend, we made sure that CircuitPython works on the Arduino Nano 33BLE. So if you have one of those and you're like, hey, want to run some CircuitPython on it, now you can. Both of those are in circuitpython.org slash downloads. We are now up to 83 or 84 boards. We might be at 100 by the end of the year. All month long, we have a post a day. Almost done with this, because there's only a few more days in the month. And one of the uh, cool companies we featured was Electronic Cats. And we covered them not just because of cats, although it was really helpful, but they do open source hardware and they are one of the um, latest companies that support CircuitPython on their boards. One of my favorite boards that they have, um, it's called Meow Meow, but I call it Meowy Meowy because it just sounds um, more fun to me. And it uh, is a like Mickey Mickey like device that you can put alligator clips on and do physical computing and it works with CircuitPython. So check that out. They also have this cool info infograph that they made for Open Hardware Month. Um, speaking of Open Hardware Month and more boards, SparkFun, I think this is their fifth board that they now have that supports CircuitPython. So that's exciting for us to see yet another company in the uh, electronic space and the open hardware space supporting CircuitPython. It's kind of one of the default things that you look for with a board now, or at least a lot of people are. So check that out. Um, and I should also put in the link to the Meow Meowy. That's kind of fun. Um, also, if you want to read the latest issue of Hackspace, issue 24, there's an article about getting LED matrix modules working with CircuitPython. There's tons of great articles in it, but you can download this for free and you can specifically read about CircuitPython in um, Hackspace this month. Next up, um, I thought this was neat. This is from Arturo. Um, only because sometimes people say the things that you want to hear. And this is one of the neat bits of feedback that we keep hearing and what we think about CircuitPython. But um, the, the person who just wanted to put something together really fast, they got one of Arturo's Serpente boards and that has CircuitPython on it. And uh, they said, it's crazy slick for prototyping, essentially what I actually want from Arduino. And and to translate this, so what, I, what I think they really mean is the promise of a lot of electronics is like, how can I do something in like five to 10 minutes that should be really easy, that should only take five to 10 minutes. And it was neat to watch them put this together and then um, you know, tell their friends and community like, hey, this is how I'm using this. And I spent more time on the idea and being able to make something than downloading software and figuring out like all the C code and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. And also the Serpente is a neat board. We stock it and it's also on Tindy. Oh, sorry, CrowdSupply. I think it was also on Tindy too. Um, next up, uh, you can hit the translate button on this. There, uh, There's a lot of efforts in France, including Python being the national programming language now for teaching Python in schools. And I think we'll hear a lot about that. Um, all the calculators that um, French students have, they have to have a, a Python feature in it. So there was a TI calculator that has a, a variant of CircuitPython on it. There's a bunch that have uh, MicroPython variants. But this is interesting because they probably historically used Arduino. And um, this particular article says teaching Python with electronics is an alternative to some of the past uh, classwork they need to do because the, the emphasis is on Python. So now they can um, maybe even use the electronics they have since a lot of the stuff, um, at least from Adafruit, runs Arduino or CircuitPython. So check that out. And then um, tomorrow, for folks that are interested in this, uh, we have the buy one, give one. It's back at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Um, DigiKey is helping out with this. This is a partnership, DigiKey, Adafruit, and Black Girls Code. Um, they're our launch partner. Um, if someone buys a Circuit Playground, we send one to the organization that we partner up with. Um, first up is Black Girls Code. I'm reaching out to 4-H and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and a ton of other nonprofits where people who are just going to buy a Circuit Playground Express on our site, anyways, one just goes to a cool group with some deserving kids to learn some CircuitPython, maybe. And then uh, last up, 
the draft for the newsletter is um, still available if you want to put any news in it. I have a little bit more work to do, but you can sign up on adafruitdaily.com and tomorrow it goes out at 11 a.m. ish Eastern time. And that was the community news for the week. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Gaddy. All right. Next up is the state of CircuitPython and the libraries. This is a statistical overview of the entire project. Uh, gives us an idea of what's going on uh, by the numbers versus what's going on by content, which we will discuss later. So first of all, let's talk about the project overall. We had uh, what I'm just going to call a record 218 pull requests merged. Um, we did a blanket update to all the readmes on all the libraries, and that is what contributed to that number. So we had 17 authors, uh, including some new people, VK Halame, uh, EDS Park, Senuros, uh, Shelmo, Boo13 are names that I don't recognize. Welcome and thank you so much for your, um, for your contributions. Uh, we love to see new people. Um, I don't know uh, whether or not they came in through the Hacktoberfest stuff or whether they're just joining us um, to join us, but uh, we are super happy to have you. And we had 10 reviewers, which is also pretty high, and that's great because without reviewing, um, obviously we just have PRs that languish. So it's excellent to see so many people um, being involved in reviewing. Thank you to everyone there. Uh, we had 13 issues closed by nine people and nine opened by seven people. So we are net down overall, which is good. And we assigned the Hacktoberfest label to one issue, which means there was one issue that was created that is considered a good first issue and therefore was assigned the Hacktoberfest label as well. So overall, we're still working towards updating the um, BLE API to be what we want it to be. Um, there's a lot to it, so it's taking a bit of time, but uh, expect to see um, some updates coming from that uh, fairly soon and uh, potentially a new uh, 5.0 alpha release sometime in the next couple weeks. Um, again, please download it and test it. We, um, the, the best thing you can do is just download the alpha and run your projects that you already have on it and report back to us if you run into any problems. Um, and that uh, with the libraries, uh, we updated every readme to remove some confusing wording. So that should be clearer now if you're dealing with the library repositories directly. Um, the readmes should all be a little bit clearer on what to do um, with the library itself. And uh, we're working towards adding more libraries as we add more boards and adding uh, features to the current ones. There's been a lot, of, um, a lot of updates going on there and that's always excellent to see. So with the core, we had eight pull requests merged and by six authors, including EDS Park, which is a name I don't recognize. So thank you very much for that. With four reviewers, we have 12 open pull requests. Um, a few of them are recent. We have a few that are older that still need to be looked at to decide whether or not we still wanna um, deal with that or keep it or um, if we've already resolved it or something to that effect. Uh, there were two issues closed by two people and two open by two people, so net, uh, zero change on issues on the core, uh, leaving 194 open issues. There is a link to those in the notes doc. There are seven active milestones. Um, the important ones are the 5x ones um, and the 17 issues not assigned to a milestone. Uh, we definitely want to take a look at those and make sure that we assign a milestone to them so that they are filed where they need to be filed and we know what to focus on. In the notes, there are download stats by board. Overall, for 5.0 Alpha 4, we had 3,510 downloads. And for our current stable, which is 4.1.0, we had 14,924 downloads. If you're interested in what the spread is on that, uh, check out the notes. Um, we also have download stats by language, uh, which I will also not be reading. So with that, uh, we will talk about the libraries. On the libraries, we had 210 pull requests merged by 12 authors. 
the others that I listed off earlier are contributors to the library, so thank you very much for that. And seven reviewers. We currently have 36 open pull requests, with um, a number of them being fairly recent, uh, but we definitely have some older ones that we need to go through and look at and see what we want to do with them. Um, it's something that we are trying to work on and we have done some things to facilitate that um, being easier and uh, also more available to others to help out, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, we had 11 closed issues by eight people and seven open by five people for a um, net, we're net down, which is excellent. And um, we had one issue that we identified as a good first issue. So that's, that's excellent. Um, if you file any issues and you feel that they are a good first issue for a new incoming person, um, please label it that. And if you can't, uh, let one of us know so we can. Um, it's good to identify those because it makes it much easier for people to get started. We have a total of 146 open issues, and there is a link to those in the notes. Uh, it is circuitpython.org contributing, which is new. Um, that is the thing that we have done to uh, facilitate better access to what's going on with the libraries. Um, there are three sections on that page. One is PRs, one is open issues, and one is library infrastructure issues. And all three of those are amazing places to get started. Um, you can go through the PRs and add a review if you have an opportunity to test something, or even if you don't have an opportunity to test something and you just take a look at the code and say, you know, okay, this looks good to me, or um, maybe you find a spelling error or something like that, um, you know, add, add a review. And the uh, open issues is every issue on every um, library uh, across the board and it's currently filterable by label. So one of the things we need to do is go through and actually label all the library issues. So as well, if you are filing an issue on a library, please assign it um, a label. And um, if you are unsure what label to assign it, please ask and we can help you out with that. But the great thing is that circuitpython.org contributing is now opening up all of this information to everyone. So we have a place to point people. So if people are looking to get started with CircuitPython and you're not really sure where to tell them to start, please tell them to start there. And we are absolutely willing to help out um, with getting started with, um, uh, with, with getting GitHub, if that's new to you as well. And that's the daunting part, we are here to help. We had one new library in the last seven days, the MCP9600, which was submitted by Dan Cogliano. So thank you very much for that. And a number of updated libraries uh, that I won't read off. And that is the state of CircuitPython and the libraries. Next up is Hug Reports. Hug Reports is a chance to call people out for doing something good. This is something we nabbed from the internal Adafruit weekly meetings because it just doesn't happen enough. And we want the opportunity to um, recognize people for what they're doing. Um, Hug Report, uh, basically you just, if somebody did something that you would like to recognize them for, this is the time to let them know. And uh, it will be a round robin. I will start as an example. We'll go down the list alphabetically, loop back to the top. Um, again, if you're lurking, we will skip you. If you are text only, I will read it off alphabetically um, and there are also notes in the document for people who are unable to attend the meeting and I will read those off in alphabetical order as well. And with that we will get started. Um, the first one I have is to Carter for figuring out I had the cable backwards on my fingerprint sensor. It turns out that both ends of the cable plug into the sensor and I plugged the wrong one in and cut off the wrong end. And so when trying to make it work, I was using the wrong set of wires because there are six and you only need four. So fought with that for a couple hours before Carter finally said, hey, yours doesn't match mine. I think you have it backwards. Um, and it worked immediately once we figured that out. So thank you very much for helping with that. Um, banging my head against that was frustrating. Um, I want to give a hug report to the community helpers on Discord. Uh, it's a new role that we created um, not that long ago for people who are just helping out across the board in all the channels. Um, 
to pretty much any questions on, on Discord and it's really been working out. People have been doing very well and a lot of people are receiving help. So thank you very much for that. I have a hug report for Summersoft and Justin for all the amazing work getting circuitpython.org slash contributing going. Um, Summersoft makes the data available and Justin makes the UI happen. So all of my redesign requests uh, have been implemented by these two and it's been um, really great. So thank you for that. And lastly to Dylan for updating all of the readmes on all the libraries. That was a crazy run um, of PRs, 197 I believe and uh, now they're much clearer. So it's, it's excellent that we got that done. And that is my hug reports. Um, King of North is lurking. So next up is Maker Melissa. Hello. Okay, so first of all, hug report uh, to you, Katni, for helping with creating that PCB repo, or the PCB repos for the 1.14 um, uh, inch display. Um, one for Sedacious for helping me out with some super prep stuff. Uh, I report to Drew Fustini for helping with some of the PWM stuff for Blinka and just to group hook everyone. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah. Next up is Sedacious. Howdy. So I've got two. One for Summersoft for helping me prototype the, uh, Code that will be needed to move to GitHub Actions or move all the um, SCP repos to GitHub Actions and off of Travis. Um, I have another one for um, Dan for helping me um, with a debugging issue that came up in a support ticket. Um, and she just gave me some pointers on, on how to do that. So that's it. Thanks. All right. Excellent. Next up, I have some notes in the document um, from Summersoft who is missing the meeting, day job conflict. Sedacious for the collab reviews merges on GitHub actions work. And another one to Sedacious, EDNL, and Mad Bodger for the Starnix command discussion and tips that aided workflow automation. I've said too much, wait for status. Next up is Stargirl. Yeah, hi. So, Hello. Uh, a hug to C. Grover for taking a look at my MIDI library. That was super nice. Um, and also just generally being helpful around audio and MIDI stuff. Um, and also to Dan H for looking at my PRs. Super cool. All right. Excellent. Uh, next up is Anne, who is text only. Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. I switched the app. So, um, a hug report to Maker Melissa for uh, looking at my code for. Um, E-ink displays. I have a new guide coming out in the next 24 hours to kind of help people go from zero to E-ink in hopefully five to ten minutes. I don't know. We'll see. And a general hug report to the community. All right. Excellent. Next, I have some notes from Brent, who says, anecdata for the Nina FW and ESP32 SBI work released their analog in out implementation this past week and a group hug to all. Carter is lurking. Uh, C. Grover, I have notes for, um, which is a group hug to the team and community. And next up is Charles. I have a, just basically a group hug because I, uh, I haven't been online for a lot, quite a while. So, so uh, but uh, I've been reading various, I've been reading the messages on CircuitPython and, and it's been very helpful. I've run into some very helpful information. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, next up, uh, let's see, Dave is lurking, I believe. So is, oh, I went too far. Dan is next. Hi. Um, so thanks to Scott for, um, just before he left on vacation, he submitted two uh, BLE pull requests. One is was for CircuitPython itself, but the other is for the main library. And I'm reviewing and testing those now. Um, thanks to HieroEffect, uh, Lucian just submitted a PWMout pull request, which I just reviewed and mostly said some stylistic things. but. 
it's great we have PWM out working in STM32F4 now, and he's going back to working on uh, UART, I think, which is a challenge because the HAL layer is not very good. So thanks for working on that. Uh, thanks to Thea Codes for uh, several pull requests, which were cleaning up a bunch of issues, which is great, and helping out on some reviews. Uh, thank you for jumping in for reviewing with both. That's really great. Thanks for uh, to Jeff Epler, who submitted had a simple pull request that got rid of some thread tests, which we never needed in any case, and had caused random crashes during the build process. And he was right; we should have just gotten rid of them. So he did that. He took the initiative and got rid of that. And thanks um, to Ed Spark, as was mentioned, we have uh, yet more, yet another Spark fund board added to the or more than one maybe added to the list of boards that run circuit python that's great excellent thank you next up is higher effect uh so big thanks to uh dan for doing uh, the reviews of uh, helping out with the reviews of the uart last week and pwm uh this week um, and generally just answering a lot of questions uh, that I've been running to mostly about just kind of style and, and uh, kind of best uh, best practice uh, across CircuitPython. Um, also, just want to mention, uh, I've also noticed uh, Thea Codes answering a bunch of questions, so that's really cool. Um, and, uh, you know, hoping to uh, all help out in the community and see more people chipping in with some newcomers on CircuitPython. It's always cool to see that. So I wanted to do a shout out there. So yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Next, I have some notes from Jepler. Group hug, especially to those who are filing and reviewing PRs and anyone who has done a Hacktoberfest PR. You are awesome and we want to see you the rest of the year too. And that is hug reports. Thanks everyone. Um, next up is status updates. Status updates is uh, an opportunity for all of us to sync up on what we've been doing over the last week and what we will be doing over the next week. Um, take a couple minutes, talk about what your project is um, or whatever it is you're up to. And uh, it doesn't have to be CircuitPython related. We love to know what everyone in the community is doing regardless. And um, this is also held in a round robin and um, we'll go down the list just like we did and uh, give everyone a chance who would like to let us know what's going on to participate. I will go ahead and get started. So last week I finished the MCP 9600 driver. Um, as I mentioned, that was uh, submitted by a community member, the base driver. Um, was submitted by Dan Cogliano, but there were a lot of other features to the chip that were not implemented and I had previously written a driver for it. So we um, combined, I combined the two and got it, um, got it going and uh, got the alert features done. So now there are, um, there's four alert pins on that chip and you can configure four different alert ranges for temperature. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty neat. It's I squared C. It's one of the few I squared C thermocouple amplifiers available as far as I understand it. Um, got it up on Pi PI. Turns out it doesn't work on Raspberry Pi. Um, but we will revisit that at some point. It's probably a weird I squared C issue, but, uh, it's not worth dealing with at the moment. Um, reviewed and merged all of, uh, Dylan's 197 PRs to update the readmes. Um, the we so we're, we're back to testing uh circuit python hardware on raspberry pi using blinka our wrapper library that allows for using circuit python libraries on linux and um so i updated tested and updated the fingerprint sensor guide um there's still a little bit left to do on that but got that updated with um python usage uh, tested the MPR121 shield on CircuitPython. Doesn't work on M4, does work on M0, has to do with pull-ups. Uh, this is an older shield um, 
and it won't be updated because the chip has been discontinued. So if you are looking to use that, use an M0 uh, Metro with it. We finalized circuitpython.org slash contributing, moved it to a main link, and it's now a link at the top of the page, uh, separate from libraries where it was sort of buried before. Um, and now that is updated daily, so it's a constant valid um, set of information on the libraries uh, worth taking a look if you are interested in contributing. Um, started a guide for the new Stemma relay we have. Um, troubleshot some Circuit Playground Bluefruit guide code. Uh, turns out two pieces of code were never updated to work with the Circuit Playground Bluefruit and CircuitPython 5.0. Not sure how those got missed, um, but they did. So that was answering a forum post and uh, at that point um, need to put in PRs for both of those pieces of code. And then we, in the Raspberry Python world, tried to do UART with the BNO055. It was never implemented on CircuitPython. I filed an issue and um, that will be hopefully implemented soon. Um, most chips can't do both. Um, I squared C and UART, and UART sometimes works better on uh, things like Raspberry Pi, so having that available is is good um, since it is possible to use with the chip. This week, I need to put in that PR for the two examples that were not updated. I need to file an issue for UART on the AS7262, which is another chip that also has UART capabilities, but they were never implemented in CircuitPython. Finish the summer relay guide, finish update, updating the fingerprint guide. I need to test the TTL serial camera we have on Raspberry Pi with UART, update the guide if it's successful uh, with Python usage, test the MPR121 hat on Raspberry Pi um, with Blinka to see if that works, and update the guide there if that does. Um, we now have a USB-C micro LiPo charger, and we need to update the micro LiPo guide with that charger. Um, because it covers all the other chargers we have, and so we want to have that in the guide. And then continuing on with more Raspberry Python updates, um, there are a number of more chips that we haven't gotten to, um, and we are slowly going through them while other things pop up and happen as well. And uh, today is Library Monday, um, which I didn't put in the notes, but Usually on Mondays is when I do a quick sweep to make sure that we're keeping on top of everything, take care of any PRs that I can, um, take care of any issues, and uh, also do everything that goes with running this meeting. And that is my status update, which means next up is Maker Melissa. Hello. Okay, so last week I added some more EPD, the e-paper display guide that uh, I thought I thought was finished, but um, it is now. Uh, I started uh, and finished a 1.14 inch TFT product guide. I added some pages to the mini P Pi TFT guide. Uh, I wrote a few blog posts to help to an out with some e-paper display stuff. Uh, I finished the Circuit Python pages for a Nokia display guide, and I started on the Python pages for that guide. Uh, I updated a couple boards on the CircuitPython.org website, and I added an optimization to the. <clears throat> I added an optimization RA875 Arduino library. And next week, I'm going to, or this week really. Uh, it, I'm going to finish up the Nokia display guide, and then I'm going to update the Sharp display guide with CircuitPython and Python pages, which is going to mostly be the same kind of content as the Nokia guide. Uh, I'm going to work on implementing uh, bitminging uh, NeoPixels for Blinka, and if time allows, I'll work on updating uh, LED matrix and segment guides. And that's it. Excellent. Thank you. Next up is Sedacious. Yeah. So last week I worked on the LSM303 AGR tester and test code. I also archived the old Arduino library for said, uh, actually for the older sensor, the LSM303 DLH. Uh, so archived that, moved all the uh, 
open tickets and pull requests open or closed as necessary. Uh, let's see, I updated the guide for the LSM 303 to use the new libraries. Um, then I worked with uh, Summersoft on moving, um, starting the work to move uh, all the C, uh, CircuitPython repos over to GitHub Actions. Uh, he mainly did all the work. I just kind of encouraged and helped him along. Um, so uh, what else did I do? Uh, I assembled the new LPS 33 pressure sensor board and tested it out. I think I even showed it off on um, show and tell. So that should be coming out soon. Everything worked fine. I just uh, submitted a small um, change to move some headers around. And I assembled the LSM60 SOX, which is a IMU. I just assembled it, smoke checked it. There was no smoke. So I'll uh, work more on that later. Um, in personal projects, I made a lot of progress over the weekends, uh, reverse engineering the um, droid I got from the Droid Depot. Um, so I will post some stuff about that in just a minute. So next week, this week, um, more work um, testing out the GitHub Actions changes. Um, I'm going to start uh, testing it with some real repositories and see how well that works. And then do some initial tests that's what we're how we're going to approach doing all of the um all the repos i'll also be working on um probably more testing for the lsm 60 sox um probably guide work for the lsm 303 agr and mpu 6050 uh, i have some supercon prep i need to do um and i'm hoping uh this week to finish sketching out the schematic for the droid and get some motors turning, hopefully. And uh, there's a uh, calling it an exploit's a bit of a stretch, but there's a way to get uh, code off of uh, NRF 51822s um, uh, bypassing the code protection. Uh, so I'm going to test that out on some personal code. And then hopefully next time I have a droid with um, proper flash on it, I can pull the flash without erasing it first. Um, so that'll be fun. And I will post interesting stuff in the chat. Thanks. Bye. Excellent. Thank you. Next up, I have some notes from Summersoft. Last week, library GitHub Actions CI migration. Worked with Sedacious on getting a good template for the Actions workflows. They've been highly automated to reduce manual steps during migration, which will also aid maintenance. Get patchable. I think we're 99.999% finished. If you like YAML and CI and or helping, here is a link in the, in the document. Um, started reviewing planning on a few non-standard workflows, basically the Adafruit and community bundles. Started reviewing planning transitions to help the two Travis Cron jobs, Adabot, which bundles, updates, releases, and daily reports, and CircuitPython.org, which is the libraries and contributing page data. Found a pending PR on Raspberry Pi WS281X-Python that allows it to be installed on non-Raspbian uh, Raspberry Pi. That RosyPy hurdle can now be cleared. Uh, Non-CircuitPython finally found a new case for the desktop. The 17-year-old case that had a decibel range of an F18 has been handed down to the non-techie kiddo with leftover components. New case is so quiet. It's weird. This week... Keeping, keep pushing on actions migration and whatever comes up is suggested or I stumble upon. And next up is Stargirl. Yeah, hey, so last week I sent my first PRs to CircuitPython to fix up some docs around the real-time clock and to fix a, a weird issue with the PWM duty cycle. Um, also released yet a, another library. Um, I promise this is my last library for a while. Um, it's called Small MIDI, and it's a super slimmed down MIDI library. Um, and then I immediately ran into some fun MIDI buffer issues and uh, ended up filing an issue on CircuitPython about that. Um, so that was fun. Uh, this week, I'm pretty heads down on writing software and figuring out some manufacturing details for my Eurorack module. Um, I realized during the chat that some people don't know who I am. So I'm Thea, um, and you can follow me on Twitter, and I post a lot of updates about my Eurorack stuff on there. So feel free to do that. Um, and then, yeah, I'm mostly getting ready for my Supercon talk, which I am not nervous about at all. I promise. So yeah, that'll be fun. 
I totally understand. Good luck. Thank you. Um, all right, next up is Anne. Hello. Um, as I said earlier, I'm working on a kind of a simple e-ink guide uh, for text and uh, graphics. And you'll see that soon uh, with CircuitPython. And earlier, right at the beginning of the chat, above Phil stuff, I posted some links of stuff that I help maintain. First of all is the, um, let's see, we have CircuitPython on Reddit. If you go to the subreddit CircuitPython, um, I post all of the Python news there, and it's open for everyone to contribute. Um, second is the awesome CircuitPython list. Um, it's a one-pager that consists of resources we have for CircuitPython. And uh, it's in GitHub, so you can do pull requests and, and let us know if you find great resources that we've overlooked. And I've got to update that today for the new, uh, the new Nano uh, that uh, Lady Ada got working over the weekend. And uh, finally, as Phil said, the Python on Microcontrollers newsletter is going out tomorrow. If you want to subscribe, you can go to adafruitdaily.com. And um, we hope that uh, our newsletter is giving you the information you need. Um, that's also on GitHub. So you can post uh, your material, and uh, we will look to incorporate it into the newsletter. And we love feedback. If you think uh, we should be doing things differently, just pop it as an issue. It's not quite an issue, but it's more of a comment on uh, how we're doing things, and we'd love to read it. That's it for me. Thanks, Ann. All right, next up I have some notes from Brent. Whoa, it's November already. The IoT Monthly for November comes out this Friday. Sign up over at adafruitdaily.com. Exam proposal season for me won't be online often this week or next. Tagging me on GitHub will help me prioritize an issue if you see one. Doing a fun proposal project for a course about silent attacks on energy distribution systems via compromised IoT hubs in residential buildings, raising your thermostat a little. And then we're going to be mathematically modeling the effects. And then working on non-circuit Python projects for Adafruit right now, looking at mid-November as a finish update. Carter is lurking, and I have some notes from C. Grover, who says, learning to use a laser cutter to fabricate Eurorack and project enclosure front panels from KiCad PCB drawings. Looking forward to experimenting with a variety of clear, translucent, and bendable materials. Latest revision of the String Car M0 Express board will arrive soon. Until then, working on wrapping up the dual 12-bit and dual 16-bit 10-volt Stemma DAC Euro panels and testing the String Car M4 main ex expansion board design. The removable expansion board will house an SD card, Stemma QT jack, and SWD connector. Features that won't be used when racing, but occasionally when characterizing motor battery combinations and when experimenting with sensors. And there is a picture of the String Car M4 Express and the expansion module in the notes. And next up is Charles. Charles, do you have a status update that you'd like to do? All right, we'll circle back if if Charles decides um, he wants to do a status update. We will come back. Um, uh, next up is uh, Dan. And I am beginning to think that my internet connection has failed.
All right. Um, am I back? Yep. Yes, you are. Okay. That was a network connection fail, which was not what happened last week. That's new. Um, oh, I had that happen a couple of times last week. All right. Charles, do you have a status update? No, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. No worries. Not at all. Um, that's, that's absolutely fine. Uh, I'm going to take a time code anyway. And that means next up is Dan. Okay, so um, I've done a bunch of things. So as I mentioned, Scott submitted some PRs for about BLE just before he went on vacation. And I re reviewed um, the CircuitPython one, which has uh, is, is, is a lot of rearrangement, and uh, but not so much uh, raw code change underneath, except that he's added stuff to make it possible to do not only CircuitPython BLE connections, but also kind of lower level BLE connections like for editing and um, the REPL so that it handles both of those cases. So that's very good. And now, and then also I'm reviewing the library one, which has more new stuff in it and uh, trying to get the examples to work. So I'm in the midst of that right now. And I just had a discussion. He took some time out from his vacation uh, an hour ago or so to talk to me about that. So we're I'm going to continue working on that. I've had a cold for the past few days, so I haven't done things as hard. I've just been working on board definitions. Uh, as uh, Lady Ada, uh, worked with Lady Ada, we, we add the Arduino Nano 32BLE board, which is a NRF52840 board. Um, it has some peculiarities, like it has some onboard peripherals that you can turn on and off by toggling various pins. But also, if you fail to turn them off, turn them on, and then try to use those pins, sometimes it'll hang up. So we've got to fix that problem. And there's the uh, top secret, not out yet, don't ask, itsy bitsy NRF52840. But I think that describes what it is. And we have a board definition for that. Um, it's the first NRF52840 board that we have that has a dot star on board instead of a NeoPixel. And it turned out there was a flaw in the way we do BitBang IO SPI, which made it not work on the uh, that board. But uh, after some head scratching, we now, it's now working. And we fixed the latent underlying bug in BitBang IO SPI. And as you can see for the past 15 minutes, I've just been going through some PRs um, while I wait for my turn. Okay. All right, excellent, thank you. And we have some lurkers, so next up is Hierofact. Hey, hello. Um, so uh, this past week, I took a break from uh, UART, which was just kind of driving me nuts, um, to work on PWM out, which generally came together pretty quickly. Uh, wanted to make sure that there was a number of different kind of conditions uh, that uh, that has to deal with in the same way that... Um, the Atmel boards needs to deal with that. So uh, it, there's a good amount of volume to it, but uh, ultimately it did seem to wrap up pretty great, uh, or pretty efficiently. So um, Dan has just done a big review of that uh, just now, most of which is, is style stuff that should be able to get resolved quickly. So hopefully that'll be able to be submitted today or tomorrow. Um, and uh, between working on that, I'm also digging back into UART, which I found some new resources on to suggest why uh, the previous interrupt system was encountering so many sort of obscure issues. So uh, hopefully uh, using some of those tips and kind of collision avoidance routines, I should be able to get UART back on track and uh, submit that danged module once and for all. Um, beyond that, uh, I will also hopefully be putting in some new board definitions for the uh, Meow Meow and uh, some other uh, boards that have come my way uh, to try and hit that end of my uh, end of year 100 board milestone. I think is exciting. So, um, yeah, looking forward to this week of work. Excellent. Thank you very much. And that is status updates. Thank you, everyone. Um, next up is in the weeds. However, I don't see any topics. Um, if anybody has anything, uh, last call for in the 
weeds. Um, basically, this is more long-form discussions, questions you have, um, something that didn't fit into status updates, something that status updates made you think of, um, any sort of thing like that. But we won't wait too long, so nobody has in the weeds. All right, excellent. Um, which means it is time to wrap up. This has been the CircuitPython Weekly for October 28th, 2019. Again, we are here every Monday um, on Discord uh, in the CircuitPython voice channel. Um, and uh, we, um, we, we, host, we have this meeting every Monday, and if it's ever on a different day, we'll let you know. Um, everyone is welcome to attend. Uh, this uh, is recorded and will be available on both YouTube and uh, many podcast services once posted. So um, there is a notes document that is posted to GitHub and linked in the YouTube video. So if you're more interested in reading notes or you want to scan through and find the interesting things and then only watch that part, uh, the notes document is available um, with time codes. So you can uh, skip to what you want to skip to. And uh, with that, I want to thank everyone who participated, everyone who lurked, everyone who is part of this community. Thank you, all of you, for being a part of this amazing thing. Um, and we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Katni. Thank you, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.